back at it after hours. Kramer Sansone talking on the mic. You got Nick Price. Say hi, Nick. Hi. 610 Sports Radio, baby. This is my, my, I would say, I classify this as my first, I guess, solo hosting. I mean, you're here with me. I classify as my co-host. Yeah. Feels good. It does feel good. Feels good. Feels right. Feels a lot better than I felt at like uh, three o'clock yesterday. Walking out of Arrowhead. I bet. I bet. You had time to relax. Still mull over the loss. Things are always a lot clearer after giving yourself a night to sleep on it, you know, a whole day of work and everything, and then I mean, coming here. Also, in Missouri, there's stuff over there that you can participate in that helps you get to the night. Oh. And then over here, you gamble. For the 913, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs win this weekend against the Bengals? You said all your starters for the final week? Absolutely not. This team just does, does not deserve a week off. They just don't. I could see maybe you sit Travis Kelsey. I don't think he's even nerded. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but when he was Andy. Looked I also think he might mad. be in a position where he's pushing for that thousand yards in week eight. So yeah, he has to play because that's what well, that's a bonus, right? Incentive. I yeah, want probably I want every single person in the NFL to make all the money as possible. So if that means Travis gets over a thousand yards and he gets a bonus, please play him because they, they do that. It's like the under oh, yeah. the table type of like. What's it, what's it called? The uh, the unwritten rules of the NFL. I mean, clearly the owners don't want to pay the guys. Clearly, we, we've seen that here in Kansas City with certain players. And now he's in uh, Miami. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's – I have no idea where I was going with that. I just wanted to throw that Miami jab in there about Tyree Kill. It, it's – it's you, they're, they're playing. They're, everybody's playing. Everybody's playing that final week. Also from the – Nine one three. One of the, one thing this season has taught us is that Patrick really isn't the rising tide. He's simply one of the boats. That being said, I would rather I would still rather have him than any other quarterback in the league. You should obviously always want Pat Mahomes in your team. I hate the word boat, only because there's a professional wrestler in the WWE named Natalia that classifies herself as the boat of the women's division, and I cannot say Natalia. So please never use boat in front of me with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, he wins two more Super Bowls. I can classify him as the goat. Yeah, he is uh, he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Hands down. Can't deny it. Not, uh, maybe not at this point playing the best, but he go. is the best quarterback in the NFL. The well-rounded guy. Right. But you could also make an argument for Lamar Jackson this entire season. Um, but we're not doing that. We're not doing that. No, no, we don't have time. We're going to argue about something else, though. Um, I mean, we could argue about it, or I could agree with it. Who knows? So Aaron Rodgers, every single Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show, I know you all know this. I know that you guys do not like Aaron Rodgers around here. I know Fesco in the morning doesn't. I know that. I know personally Bob does not like Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers was on the show today, and one of the guys on the panel, Ty Schmidt, asked Aaron Rodgers like about the sideline antics. And this is what uh, Raj had to say. I would say mostly overreaction. No. I think – yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the the, what, the first shot was him talking to his line. Uh, that's fine. I mean, um, listen, you know, we've all had outbursts in the sidelines, you know, yelling matches or throwing stuff. I don't really – I never really threw my helmet, I don't think. Somebody probably find a clip of me doing it at some point. But uh, I definitely – I tossed a few surfaces um, – over the years, 
uh, and did, you know, some yelling, mostly to myself or just out loud or up in the air, um, some colorful metaphors. But, um, you know, it's it's an emotional game, and he's hyper-competitive. Uh, you know, watching the game yesterday, obviously I'm a big fan of Pats and, and love, uh, love watching him play. Um, to me, it seems like it's tough right now because there's not a lot of on-time throws. You know, Pat's so good, uh, you know, with the second reaction stuff. And even yesterday, he made just silly plays, you know, where he's extending, extending, you know, a late throw or moving up in the pocket, pump fake, you know, making stuff happen. The touchdown he had where he kind of moved left, moved right, threw back across his body. Um, I just think there's too much of that. You know, they're relying too much on that, and, and he needs some – we all do. We need – we needed some rhythm throws. And uh, so, you know, it seemed like yesterday it was like either a screen to Rice or or uh, or Kelsey where it was like, you know, Pat just running around. So, um, you know, some more easy throws I think would be good. I mean, he makes a good point. Not at the overreacting parts. So I think he kind of got him and Travis Kelsey confused a little bit on the throwing the helmet. But he's not wrong about all these, oh, screen passes, all these little tiny little short things, hoping to find Travis Kelsey wide open. Uh, when we were discussing uh, before the show, there was a play with Rasheed Rice that it looked like Pat thought it was going to be a slant, but he's a closest receiver to him. He found the small part of the field, the soft zone, and Mahomes threw it ahead of him. And I, I think we got the, the, the trust factor trust factor right now has got to be in question between Patrick Mahomes and I'd say everybody because it's not just the wide receivers that look off it's the offensive line that looks off it's the running backs look off and even with that fumble that happened where's the direct snap I think it was was a Clyde that was uh it was Pacheco Pacheco was back yeah. there handing the ball off from looking at it that wasn't Pat's fault for that fumble that happened it was not. That was all on Isaiah Pacheco because he pulled the ball out of Mahomes' hand. And I believe that that was supposed to go to Mahomes the entire time. I, don't, I just think everything is off and the trust is, I, I, I wouldn't say it's all the way gone because it's still there, but just there's not enough confidence to for me to say there's any trust. And it's just a big, big, big question mark every single game. Who's going to drop this pass? Who's going to make the big play? It could be Justin Watson. It could be MVS. Heck, Richie James. I want more Richie James out there if I'm a Chiefs fan. I he he it felt like he brought up more of a spark than what I've seen with Kadarius Tony all season. Richie James has decent hands. He can catch. Yeah. Heck he what he broke off at a sixty something. No, it was like a fifty forty five yard. The only reason why I said sixty is because it might have been even like forty four something. That was the longest play of the day for the Chiefs. Was the pass to Richie James. And I was so I was really close waking up that morning saying, I feel like Richie James would score a touchdown today. And if he would have made a guy miss, he would have. You know what they need to do to to repair this kind of trust, distrust that they've got is they need to kind of just get back to basics, right? Like they're lacking on that. The big thing is, is so like you bring up the Rasheed Rice play, right? Of where he kind of sat down in the zone, but Mahomes wasn't expecting him to do that. The only guy that he expects to do that is 87. And so maybe we just go out there, drop some plays, and throw it to your first or second option, even if they're not open. Because we know that Mahomes has the arm talent to be able to throw guys open. And I, I've been, you know, I've been watching like around the NFL and I look at like the Los Angeles Rams. 
and I look at when they didn't have Cooper Cup, and they have Puka Nakua, or when they do have Cooper Cup, doesn't it seem like Stafford just goes, hey, that's my best player. I'm going to get him the ball 12, 13, 14 times a game. We could do that here. Like, I, and I think that so much of it is, you know, the scheme and, you know, uh, he's bailing on the pocket a lot too, which goes to your mistrust of the tackles of not being able to hold that pocket together and all of that. And I think when he's bailing on the pocket, that's when you see people going to the all 22 and circling, Hey, he's missing this guy. He's missing this guy. He's missing this guy. But really what's happening is the play is breaking down so quickly and he's looking and he's like, I don't know if Rasheed Rice or Marquez Valdez Scantling or fill in the blank wide receiver is going to be in the place where I'm going to throw this ball where I need them to be. Maybe it's time for Mahomes to do what he's done in the past and what all these great quarterbacks have done. And it's just put the ball where you want it to be. And the guy better get there. How thick do you think that playbook is on the offense? How thick are we, are we talking about? Like, I mean, we've, we're talking about like a textbook, like a social studies textbook that you would get back in high school. Like our, our I mean, uh, sorry, the high schoolers now are on all on iPads or laptops. Right. Hey, back in my day, I'm 27 years old, and I and I and I had a textbook. What's going on here? Uh, is it that thick? Like, are are is Andy trying to dial up 20 different plays for just one person? Because there's about I don't know how many people are in the wide receiver room. Maybe seven. I think I think it's seven. Yeah, they all get to catch every single game, Andy. You don't need that. I know you like spreading the wealth. You like sharing it out. Everybody wants a piece of that pie. But times, like now, you need to find a guy and stick to him. And you guys number four in that wide receiver. Oh, easily. I it's it was- number four, and then I think that you've got some trust in Justin Watson, although he makes mistakes sometimes. And, I like Justin Watson. You know, it's been an all-year kind of thing, and the suspension definitely – or the time missed definitely got in the way of this, but what do you have in Justin Ross? I mean, what's the point of holding on to him all season and bringing him back and getting him back in the mix and getting him out there if you're not going to see if you can actually like get some productive play out of him because he's not getting targets. He could have gotten a he could have gotten a target in a big play, uh, but Jack Jones intercepted on the uh, on the pick six. You know, Patrick, been, I know it sounds easy for me to say this. One, I've never played football in my entire life. Two, I mean, I've I've watched enough football to where I feel like I've played it. My my in my in my illustrious career of covering sports, he could have looked at Justin Watson, do a little pump fake. I mean, he does it when he runs a after he runs past the line of scrimmage. He still acts like he's going to throw the football and try right. to get a few more yards, be a little cute. Why didn't you do that there and see Jack Jones come down? Justin Ross was wide open on that. It's a, I, a, a, it's a pylon play. I know that for a fact, but you're in the 20-yard line. He was wide open. I don't know. And I think, you know, the text line 913 has a good point here too. You know, it might sound crazy, but we might be putting Rice up on a pedestal too much. The guy runs bad routes and fumbles the ball, and he has drops. Definitely good, but he's not amazing. This kind of goes to what we were talking about before the show of, you know, they're putting guys in spots that they're not necessarily suited to be in right now. You know, I don't I don't think that the the plan for Rasheed Rice's NFL career was like, hey, you're going to be the number one wide receiver on this team. I think it should be. He's got the talent for it. He's I, got I, the I, talent. I mean, I but I think he would be way better served, let's say, next year in the offseason. They go and they pick up uh, Michael Pittman Jr. or T. Higgins or uh, Mike Evans or Calvin Ridley or any of these guys that are out there. And Rice can really develop as a two. 
they're asking a lot of guys that have not been in that spot before. And a lot of guys that don't necessarily rice is excluded from this conversation, but don't necessarily have that top end talent. You know, you're asking Justin Watson, who's been a special teams wide receiver five type to be a number two right now. And you're asking MVS who has never really been that good, but that's very true. <laughs> you that's know, so true, you're man. asking him to go out there and he's getting the most snaps on the offense. And it just seems like this team continues to, you know, take a step forward, take two steps back. And they're not making up that ground anywhere. And what I, what I was calling for early in the season that was really frustrating to me when I was watching this football team was I didn't understand why they feel the need to get everyone involved because I watch all these other teams in the NFL and it seems like they say, okay, we got our wide receiver one on the right. We got our wide receiver two on the left. We got our slot guy. We got our tight end. We got our starting running back. Let's play ball. And then every once in a while you give the guy a breath after he runs a long route or has a big play or whatever you sub somebody in, but all of these like line changes, almost like hockey, it's so difficult to get any kind of positive momentum going when it's like, Hey, nice play. Go hit the bench for five plays. Then you'll get back out there with a completely different group of guys. There needs to be continuity and it's just not there. And I, don't know, I was hoping that it would happen. Cause I, I mean, we, I'd never want an injury. Plus also if Jarek McKinnon's on the field, it'd be a different ball game this past weekend or yesterday. It feels like the weekend, but man, it's, it's Tuesday. I thought today was Monday the entire time. This is the most Monday Tuesday of all time. But with now Pacheco and concussion protocol, not sure whenever he's going to be activated. I want to see more Clyde. I, Clyde's I, been good, man. He, he had one, maybe the biggest play of the day, day yesterday. He's a bowling ball, man. Like He's the guy that won't get tackled on the upper tackle because of how thick his base is in order to keep him upright. Like it's like we saw it on display when he um, the the broken tackle where he went for an extra twenty yards. I we he can make the plays right now. And Houston was the pass catcher that you wanted to draft him for. And also, I believe that uh, Rasheed Rice is what they wanted McCole Hardman to do in his first year. That's just an also. Oh yeah. Also, uh, a little tidbit there. This is after hours right here on six ten Sports Radio. We're gonna do a Royals fair or foul edition. Are these uh? Fair assessments or foul assessments? Nick and I will discuss next. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio. Back at it after hours. Got like some Kendrick, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm Kramer Sansom. Nick Price on the opposite side of the glass of me. I really want to start rapping the song, but I know that's not what you all came here for. And I don't think I got enough time on the dump button for this one. That's true. You're right. <laughs> I, there's words I should not be saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so apparently uh, Pat um, has some cred now. Apparently so. <laughs> Pat got some cred. Patrick Mahomes endorsement deal with uh, Prime Energy Drink. They got cred. I got cred. I got cred. 
South Park is ridiculous. I can't believe, just can't believe half of that show, someone was not wearing any pants. Right. Now, three-fourths of that show. He's got cred. Patrick Mahomes, he's got cred. We'll do some fair or foul, why don't we? All right, Kramer. Little Royals fair or foul edition tonight. First up, is MJ Melendez an everyday player? This statement is so... It's a question, at least. It's a foul question. Because MJ Melendez, I don't believe, is an everyday player. He's a platoon guy. Haven't seen his bat transition well in the majors. He, what, hit 40 home runs, 50 home runs one year, going from double A to triple A? I have yet to see that. What, his, his high watermark's 14, maybe 15 or 16. Played a full season last year, sort of. It wasn't that great. And you 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 signed uh, you signed his you signed a guy that's in his position right mm-hmm. now. And that's what concerns me about MJ. I personally, I know people say that he can't catch. He's a natural catcher at heart. I'd say you put him back behind the backstop once again. I love Freddie Fermin, though. And if Salvi's not back there, I want Freddie. But if you want to have MJ's, if MJ's back comes around, put MJ back at catching. I don't, I, I don't know. Is this, uh, is this fair or foul for you? You know, I think, uh, I think it's probably foul as well. You know, I, I think that we've, we would have liked to see a little bit more progress from that bat. And he's got some versatility. You know, he can play multiple positions and being able to play catcher and in the outfield definitely makes you a little bit more accessible when it comes to playing every day. But my thing is, when you signed Hunter Renfro, that was kind of a sign of, you know, we're going to open things up to the point where if we want to be buyers, we've got a young guy who can play multiple positions that has untapped potential that we can include in the trade. That's MJ. That's 100% MJ. And they were, I, I thought it was weird. So weird seeing a report that uh, the Cardinals were interested in him. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's pump the brakes on this one, boys. Like, uh, let's, uh, we, uh, eh, let's keep that away from over here. Now nah, that's and MJ. He's a, he's a decent baseball player. He's a server. He's a serviceable big, big leaguer. He is. Yeah. He's also, I mean, he's really young. So there's always, there's always hope that something can come out of that, but maybe in Colorado though. Right. Not here. Not a little from, extra from, juice. From the eval season? Yeah, no. Next up, do Vinny Pasquantino and Hunter Renfro combine for 60 home runs this year? Lock this in. If there's a bet for this right now, I say yes. Yeah? Hunter Renfro. Let me tell you about this guy. I think this is on his seventh or eighth team. I know he had 20 home runs last year. I This is off the top of my head without doing any type of research. So I'm hoping I'm correct. I feel pretty confident on it. He mashes. He absolutely tears the cover off the baseball, and he's good for 30 home runs every single season. Now, the majority of them will probably be on the wayside, uh, not at Kaufman because of due to how big it is, but I would not be shocked if we see Hunter Renfro bombs slapping off the the glass of the Hall of Fame stadium, followed by Vinny Pasquantino going back-to-back. We're going to see the the, the Sasquatch finally once again up on top of the Hall of Fame. Vinny plays a full season. If Vinny's back is good, Vinny's going to hit bombs. And I felt like we were cut short last year of what Vinny Pasquantino was going to do on the field. I'm a big Pasquantino fan. And I think lock, lock him in now. Yeah, 60 home runs for sure combined for these two dudes. It's tough to do. 
It's definitely tough to do, especially here in Kansas City, given the history of Kauffman Stadium and how few people have hit 30 home runs in this place. Two people can do it. Asking two people to do it. It's kind of, you know. Didn't Kendricks get 30 in one year here, but majority of them weren't here? Probably. That's how I feel like this is with Hunter Renfro. Okay. Like, no, I, I. I'm with you. Hunter Renfro is a power bat. And so the year 2014 was the year that I think Mustakas went off. Salvi definitely went off. Was Billy Butler gone by then? No, he's but- still around. Butler was in 14. Was he still here? He, he had, was here in 14 and he then like 20 he was home out runs, 30, right? I don't think he ever touched 30. I feel like he was close to 30. I, I, I think he was close. I feel like Billy you Butler look touched, it up. Yeah, I'm looking this up. I have a feeling Billy Butler was close to 30. I, 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 I think you said it, though, Kramer. I think the biggest question mark here is health. You know, Vinny's got to stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he's one of the best pure hitters on this baseball team. 29. 29. Close. It was the year that uh, it was here. In the, the the all-star game was here. You know, we had to boot Cano. Mm-hmm. Not a good, I, I mean, it's not a good story, but uh, a Royals hey, fan. Hey, people came together. The, I But I was wearing my Carlos Beltran Cardinal stuff at the time, and a Royals fan said, hey, you want to boot Cano for us? I mean, Beltron was a former guy, and I, I said, I don't care. <laughs> I, I That's fair. I didn't boot Cano, but it was also awesome to see him not hit a home run at all because, I mean, Kansas City took over. That was, that's obviously cool. Oh, yeah. All right, next up, does Bobby Witt Jr. get his contract extension? Fair or foul? It's foul. If this was going to happen under the leadership of Matt Quattraro as the manager, this would have already been done. I personally do not see a deal getting done and I would love to eat my words because Bobby Witt Jr. deserves to be a royal for life. But it's whether or not ownership here, which I obviously they do want him. They clearly want him. Just get it. Get it lined out. I don't want to have to worry about it three years from now, keeping Bobby on this team. Bobby is the heart and soul of this team when Salvi leaves. When or if Salvi leaves. Bobby Witt Jr. is the heart and soul of this team now. Just get the get it done. It's not going to happen, but get it done, please. I think the the only way that it really does happen is, and I've heard this tossed around a little bit, is one of those like 10, 12-year deals, but he's got to have a player opt out after four years. That'd be good. At least because you- then it's like, you know, it gives you the chance to say, we're going to give this a shot. But and they'll be downtown at that time. Right. Pending. Pending. Right. We'll see. Allegedly. We'll see if they ever make up their mind, but. It gives them an option to be like, hey, Bobby, we want to try to build something around you. Let's see if we can do that right now. And if we can't and we fail on our end of the bargain, you're going to be like 26 years old, 27. Go get that mega deal from the Dodgers because they're paying everybody right now. This seems like a tr- uh, a trade scenario, kind of like with Carlos Beltran. Kind of like with Beltran. That's what, this is what's going to happen. I think there's enough money out there, though, to make it happen. I'll tell you what, I feel like the Royals have been playing coy with the money they got. Because I love the signings they've been hauling in. Mm-hmm. Side, hey, this pitching staff is looking good. I like the way that they came out and said, uh, you know, we want to spend around 30 mil, and then they overspent. Too. Hey, Mr. Sherman, I hope you're listening right now. Love you. Love sure what you're is. doing. Love what you're doing to the team. Keep it up. Like, do what Steve Cohen did last year, but do it more methodically like what you're doing right now. Like, Lugo's great. Walk is great. Like, keep doing it. So you talked heart and soul of this team. Obviously, the heart and soul of this team for a long time has been Salvador Perez. And we also talked about trades. Fair or foul, Salvi gets traded. It's fair. I think this happens. Uh, only if. 
only if the Royals are not near 500 by the All-Star break. If they're 20 games out, love you, Salvi. But I would much rather you go get a ring than you stay here for another lost season. You deserve it. And it, from what it sounded like, he did not want to leave at all during the trade deadline last year. But there's uh, been some rumblings right now that I've been seeing rumors-wise that Salvi may want to go somewhere else, somewhere closer to home, like in Miami or something like that. But we'll see. Because, hey, I'm telling you right now, if the, I, I think Jesus Wizardo is still in Miami. He, he might be got, he might have got traded into Baltimore. If I, I can't really remember. He might still be in Miami, but that deal where Vinny Pasquantino, Jesus Lizardo, if they, that switch to Salvi, that deal gets done. I feel like that deal gets done. Mm-hmm. But, no, I think this is the year. Soak it all in. He's still he, – this is a guy that – well, if you do trade him midseason, you better put the, the statue out there. Like midseason as well. Right. Like Salvi's no matter what, a royal for life. Oh, no doubt. And I think that it's kind of it's almost about that time, you know, of where we've been going through these losing seasons and just it seems like almost kind of a waste of a career at this point. Where if you're not gonna be ready to seriously contend within the next two years get what you can for him he's still one of the best catchers in baseball he's definitely one of the best bats at that position in baseball you could probably get a decent I wouldn't say maybe a haul at this point but you can get a decent return on Salvador Perez and continue to build around what is outside of Salvi a very young Royals core so I think it's fair too I think it's fair and I think the whole thing of where there's smoke there's fire it's been coming up in the last couple of years. I mean, it's it's going to happen unless the Royals put themselves into a position where they need it. Last one here. Does the pitching rotation contribute to 50 total wins? Fair. Yes. You know, like this is like pitcher wins. Like, you know, you got to go over five innings, like have the lead, all of that. Yes. Yes. Michael Walker last year was an absolute menace getting the sixth inning, an absolute menace getting the seventh inning, and helped contributing to wins. I think he had 14 last year. And now you're adding Seth Lugo, who is the teammate of Michael Walker, and that's that's more innings. If he stays healthy, that's going to be fun. Jordan Lyles, you already know, is going to – I watched a game in person where there was a rain delay. Jordan Lyles pitched 11 innings against the White Sox this past year. I, I, he's going to eat innings. And you know what? Lyle's going to get W's. Lyle's going to get W's because of what on the offensive side is going to happen. Like, I love the Waka signing. I love the Lugo signing. And another person you should uh, call right, if he makes, this, uh, if he makes the, the club um, the opening day roster, he's going to be your number five guy if Chris Bubich isn't healthy. But, man, Kyle Wright from the Braves, that trade, mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Well, and he didn't even bring up Brady Singer. I know who finally has a, a opportunity to be able to develop properly. Yes. Kind of like what we've been talking about Absolutely. with the chiefs without being thrown into a role of being a one or a two. All like, right. Hey, you're going to be the four on this team behind Reagans and Waka and Lugo. So chill out, man, just come out, give us your six and a half innings, seven innings, but we know this guy can go deep. We know he's got nasty stuff. The bullpen's better too. The bullpen's a lot better too. 
This is, this is I'm a, with you. I'm, I'm fair on that one just because I also, I love the Royals and I really, really would love for us to be talking baseball in the middle of the summer and not just pre-training camp stuff like we have been the last five, six years. This is the year. This is the year that I, I'm actually excited to go to Royals games. Never thought I'd say that. I mean, I live close to it. I'm just outside Liberty, so it's not a far drive at all for me to the K. Absolutely love it. I went to like 15 games this year, and I watched maybe two wins. But that's, uh, that's baseball, baby. We got best bets. Let's do those next. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio. After Hours on 610 Sports Radio, I'm Kramer Sanso. Nick Price on the ones and the twos playing the tunes for us here. And I love the fact that I get to work in Kansas. Living in Missouri, can't make sports bets. When I know when I come here to Missouri and to Kansas, I can make me some extra money. You know, that's that's my situation, too. I live in Missouri, work in Kansas. It's the best thing for my financial stability is that I'm not at home chasing the Can you imagine Hawaii over at night live betting and all that kind of stuff. I don't need that. I'm going to stay living in Missouri and I'll place my bets during the day and then I'll count my money at night. Like, I feel fortunate knowing I live in Missouri because of that reason. Because I know for a fact, say if my Sunday night football parlay doesn't hit, I'll find what ping pong's on. The bet on hopefully win some money back and lose some more money. We won a lot of money on Russian ping pong about three summers ago. It's rigged. Just saying. Underdog uh, always wins. I mean, it's, I don't know if they're listening, but it's also Russia. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's, uh, you know, it's like we kind of know who's going to win at that point in time. If Vladimir's the guy, get pick Vladimir. Man, I feel terrible for saying that now. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we. Is uh, Vladimir the guy? If you like, if you like, uh, if you like that making bets like us, I uh, I told Nick, thinking that James is going to be on the show too. Hopefully, he can add to it. But James, uh, rain check. Uh, so we're going to build a parlay, a, a two leg parlay, and we have to use the Clippers and Hornets game, or the Kings and Blazers. It's funny. I actually picked out of the the Clippers Hornets, and you picked out of the Kings Blazers. I, I did. I went with Zubs the Vaca Zubak. Not over nine and a half rebounds, minus one thirty-five on the ESPN bet app that I use. And at first, I thought when I read yours, I thought you were like, "Oh man, you uh, you uh, you said forty points at first, and you said uh, points, rebounds." And uh, yeah, that's what but, I was going for. But, but what's, what's your what's your bet? I got uh, De'Aaron Fox. I switched it because you locked in the wrong bet, but that's all right because it was my typo. Uh, over thirty and a half points in Kings minus eight. Which, by the way, people, on the ESPN bet app, plus 482. That ain't bad. That's pretty good. I put five bucks on it. You know, for somebody who has not watched a single second or paid a second of attention to NBA basketball this year, it's a winner. It's funny because when you said the the points, rebounds, and assists, like you you said that 40, I'm like, yeah, I will go back and look at my research. That would definitely hit, too, if that was the case. But, no, De'Aaron Fox right now, Playing lights out, scoring left and right. I feel pretty darn good about that 30 and a half. Like, I, I'm hoping to make a little extra cash. Like, I I, I picked up the shift tonight because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk on the radio here in Kansas City. I want to hopefully hopefully help make some people money. This is it. 
This is a uh, so Zubuck over nine and a half boards. Darren Fox over 30 and a half points, and the Kings at minus eight. That's going to be. I, I'll be able to watch something later on tonight because that game doesn't tip off here in 13 minutes. Speaking of games that are currently in progress, KU 7, UNLV 7. I think we're going into the second quarter. Yeah, you know, it, not as much offensive uh, fireworks as a lot of KU fans have been used to, but I think you're happy with where you're at right now. I took KU at minus 10, at plus 135. I'm a little nervous. Well, okay, so the report's coming out of Lawrence, and, you know, I haven't verified any of this information, is that Jason Bean woke up feeling kind of sick today. Mm. Mm. So we're either in for a Jason Bean flu game. Yeah, that blood's or, going around. You know, or maybe he's just sick, and that's why the line moved all the way from 12.5 to 7.5 within a day and a half. You know what's wild? When I, I saw the line at 7.5 before the game started, but then when I came and sat over here, it jumped up to 8. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, this I'm I, I think I'm okay at the ten. It's time. I, I think yeah, it's it was like, time to jump on it, and you did. I'll sit back, relax, and just wait it out. Just like, uh, just like yesterday, I jumped on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you got lucky, man. Got so, so I was lucky. I was sitting there, and um, you know, we were opening presents with my grandparents and everything. We didn't have the TV on out of respect, you know. But me and my dad obviously are degenerates, and so we were keeping up with. Uh, with the Sunday or the Monday night game, I guess, uh, Ravens and Niners. And my dad goes, what's uh, what's Lamar MVP at on DraftKings? And I pulled it up, and it was plus 350. And he's like, you should take that because uh, Purdy's throwing three picks. This was before the fourth pick. And this was like first half or so. So, you know, your boy put about 150 bucks on plus 350 odds for Lamar to win, and now he is – at minus one eighty, on, pretty heavy favorite. He's uh, he's a minus one eighty on ESPN bet. You literally got it at the right time. I mean, about like fifteen minutes after I did it, he was minus odds. That's insane. But, and I was shopping around too. Like my dad does uh, bet MGM, and I've got ESP. I've got them all because I am a degenerate. Yes, sir. Um, and that's just you know that's who I am. It's fine. I'm happy about it. But I was looking around and like some of them had plus 200, some of them had plus 250, plus 350 on DraftKings last night for Lamar Jackson to win the MVP. I'm feeling pretty pretty damn good about it. So the five guys right now on the ESPN bet app, that's what I've been using currently. Uh Lamar's at minus 180, CMC at plus 452 at plus 750, Josh Allen plus 11 uh, one, uh 1100 and Purdy at 1400. I like the Josh Allen one. If I'm going to put money on somebody, Josh Allen, but he has to win out and Lamar has to lose at least one or two games. Well, and if he wins out and somehow sneaks that division away and makes it to the playoffs and everything, I mean, it's going to be because of Josh Allen and how he's been able to kind of correct a lot of the mistakes that he had. And he's, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks still alive in the AFC. So I think if you're going to try to go get some juice and put a flyer out there, that's probably the guy. Because I just don't, I don't see them giving it to McCaffrey, even though he probably deserves it. He, I, yeah, and he's the offensive player of the year. This right, and then so that one up. Tyreek just gets snubbed, even though he's going to have close to two thousand yards. Sadly, eh. sadly, the the text lines nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Ask us anything. We'll do that next. 
After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio. Oh. Uh. 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 Good evening. Ooh. It's after hours. Ooh. Right here on a 610 Sports Radio right here. I'm Kramer Sanso, Nick Rice. Dusty and I do that for like half of the bump back, so you're filling so in I, perfectly on this Monday night. Awesome. Or Tuesday night. Or Tuesday night. Man. Wake up, Mr. Fresh, Mr. Fresh. All right, wake up, Mr. Patrick Mahomes, because he needs something here. Listen to this. Listen to this. So my guy Kobe sends me this in our group message. See, he's listening. Baker Mayfield, eight wins, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, a pass rating of a 95.3 with a 1.75 million cap hit. Patrick Mahomes, nine wins. 25 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 93.2 pass rating, and a $37 million cap hit. As of right now, who are you going with to start a franchise? Out of this, the, 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 the thing that's annoying about this is you put Patrick Mahomes in Baker Mayfield's situation, Pat had to have weapons. Oh, Pat be the best quarterback in the league. He'd be the MVP. He'd have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. That's all you really need. And Ricard White is coming up onto the scene like being one of the most versatile running backs. Especially after they had no running game at all for the first half of the season. Yeah. And now now the White's getting the he's getting the James White treatment from how the New England would want to dish mm-hmm. it off to him, like the Brady esque type of stuff. And I feel like I feel like a lot of Brady's mentality has still is still stuck and engraved with the offensive scheme there in Tampa. But man, Baker's doing it. It's been awesome to see. You know, so Baker Mayfield was my favorite college oh, player that I've ever watched. And it all kind of goes back to when KU refused to shake his hand. And I was like, mm, what are you doing? And then he went out and made us look stupid. So it's good to see. I'm happy for the guy. He, he was even on the Pat McAfee show. Like he's been, he's been doing it. He's been doing it, but this has been after hours. This is, this was fun, Nick. I, I hope I can do it again with you at some point. Sounds good to me, man. But Anytime. I, I, I'd love to. If I get the call, I'm definitely saying yes to it. This has been After Hours. I've been Kramer Sanso, Nick Preston on the ones and twos. Put a smile on your face, Kansas City. You don't know who's to see it to brighten up your day or night. Have a good one, everybody. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio.